Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate the second Sunday of Lent. Assisting us today, our lector is Henry Hegerly. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy. And celebrating Mass with us today, we are happy to have Deacon Frank and Father Daniel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. As we gather this evening to celebrate the life and love of God Almighty, and as we continue our journey of Lent, our journey of reflection, and discipline, and penance, and forgiveness, let us now pause for a moment and call to mind our hurts, our sufferings, our sins, and let us open ourselves up to God's healing, compassion. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
one God forever and ever. Please now be attentive to readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the book of Genesis. God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, Isaac, your only one whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Then he reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. Do not lay a hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again, the Lord messenger called out to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars in the skies and the sands on the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies. And in your, and your, in your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. And all this because you obeyed my commands. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 116. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed even when I said, I am greatly afflicted. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you will I offer sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all. How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring 
a charge against God's chosen ones. It is God who acquits us, who will condemn. Christ Jesus, it is who died, or rather, who was risen, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. From the shining cloud, the Father's voice is heard, this is my beloved Son, hear him. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart from themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them, from a and from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And then suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. For over 90 years, Veronica's Veil was a Lenten tradition that was put on in St. Michael's Auditorium in the South Side. And many from the, our community, as far as Pittsburgh is concerned, came to see that each and every year. And it drew crowds from even West Virginia, Maryland, and New York. But it was a play that went on for, like I said, over 90 years. And for 30 of those years, me, myself, and my family participated in that play. My children were fourth generation in that show. My grandmother used to cook for the cast and crew and so forth in between the shows. My mother was a part of it, she had a part in the play, then myself, and then my children. Of course, my wife was in it well, she played Mary. And when I first started, I actually wanted to play, not a part in the play, but 
actually behind the scenes. My uncle was, did the lights at the time, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on a stage moving scenery and so forth. But of course, at that time, I was such a young lad at the time, and he said, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, why don't you be with your uncle down and play a Christian until you get some height and some muscle? I said, fine. Well, I never went back. I never played stage crew until later on. And I played many parts from just a mere Christian playing a soldier. I played Jesus for a few years. But the one I played the, and I loved the most, I played Judas. I did Judas for about 20 years, and it was one of the most favorite parts of that show that I loved. Now, the show, if you've never seen it, it was in two acts. The first act started with the Last Supper and ended with the resurrection. Then act two was all part of the new move of what happened after the resurrection and how the Word and the people gained the faith in Jesus Christ. Now, just be a little wary. What I'm about to show you may scare you. You may run for the hills. But this is a picture of me about 36 years ago when I was playing the part of Judas. Such a young lad I was, huh? Grew my own hair, that wasn't a wig. Of course, I grew the beard. But I let it grow every year, grew the beard just for the play. And it was such a shocker when we had our big banquet at the end and everybody would cut their hair and shave their beards off, nobody who knew anybody was. But Judas was only a few scenes. He was in The Last Supper, The Betrayal, and in the Sanhedrin when he comes back to give the money back because of the weight and severity of what he's done. Now, when he comes in that scene, it's very emotional of what's going on. He just don't come in going, hey, how you doing, Caiaphas, Annas, how are you? Hey, here's your money back. It wasn't like that. So to prepare for that, I found the most darkest place on stage to be, all by myself, just to prepare to go on. I'd find some corner, and I wanted it dark because that was a dark part of Judas's life, when he failed to see the light in Jesus Christ. And of course, the play goes on. He brings back the money, he leaves, and the rest is history. But the show was about Jesus. It starts off life, death, and eternal life. And in the very last scene of the play, it was called Martyrs in Glory, when Veronica and a few others met Jesus in his glory and taken up to heaven. But like so many other characters that were in the play and the people that played them, they transformed themselves to become like the characters they were playing for, during that time. Like I said, I grew my hair long and I grew the beard, but in that dark part of that stage, I transformed myself into Judas, 
who was able to betray our Lord Jesus Christ for 30 pieces of silver. But we all transform our lives one way or another. We hear in the readings, we talk about life and death. First reading we hear about Abraham taking Isaac up the mountain to sacrifice. Death. And he was rewarded with life. Even if we hear in the gospel reading in St. Mark, if you listen to the passage right before that, he tells his apostles about what's going to happen when they go to Jerusalem. He's going to be handed over, crucified, and die, and rise again on the third day. Death, life, eternal life. To be transformed. But every encounter that we have in our lives is a time for transformation. To turn away from sin and see the light of Christ. No matter where we go and what we do, we can almost echo the words of what Peter said. It is good that we are here. When I did the show, I never really thought about it because I was just a young teenage kid at the time, but I never thought about the people that were coming, driving miles and miles just to see the show about Jesus Christ. And even during the resurrection scene, what was all dark and quiet, and then there was a loud boom and all you saw was Jesus in the middle, you heard the people that were out in the, in the audience going, amen. He is risen. It was good that we were there. And whoever was in the audience probably thought to themselves, it was good that we were here. But think of all the lives that have transformed in our own families, things that we have done, the charity that we give towards others. We can think of that one moment that we can have been walking down the street and maybe see a poor person or a homeless person just standing there. And you give something, whether it's money, food, a friendly hello. It was good that you were there. And for that person, likewise. Jesus in disguise. We can all be transformed just like Jesus, because that's what he wants. He was able to show us a glimpse of what it is to, to come if we trust in him. Just as much as Abraham trusted in, Jesus, in God to sacrifice his only son and spare his life, how much love God has for us who didn't spare his son to give us eternal life. Such a wonderful time, even in our own lives today, that we are given the opportunity to be transformed, to turn away from sin and darkness and see the light of Christ.
And we use that time during Lent to find that, to see the goodness that God does in each and every one of us. Maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow. And we can always wake up each and every day with anticipated gratitude. Thank you for what is to come. Thank you for transforming our lives. That we see the light of Christ in each and every one of us. Sure, our life may seem like that mountain, whether it's the mountain that Jesus talks about in the gospel reading, the mountain that Abraham took Isaac up, or our own little personal mountains that we climb each and every day. Even Christ had to climb the mountain Calvary. You can imagine his view from that point. His love pouring out for each and every one of us. Beautiful picture in the back row, even though it's probably the resurrection, or the ascension rather, but you kind of think of it as the transfiguration, just Jesus in his glory. We look that way and we see him in all that he is. And we look at this direction and we see what he gave for each and every one of us. Let us all climb that mountain. Let us all be transformed. Maybe not necessarily like this. If anybody wants us to put this down in their cellar to scare the rats and dogs away, 250 in the back, see you after Mass. <laughs> no, just kidding. We can all be transformed to see the light of Christ in each and every one of us. That love, the compassion. And let's use that time of Lent to see that in each and every one of us and say exactly what Peter said. It is good that we are here. Now we turn to our loving Father as his beautiful children, transformed by his love. And we ask our Father to hear and answer all of our prayers by responding to these petitions with the words, Lord, hear our prayer. For the church, that this Lenten season will bring days of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. In your glory we honor you, O Lord. Be present in the darkness that surrounds those who suffer, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, you refuse the temptations of the evil one. Guard us against the temptations that trouble us, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember new parishioners, the recently baptized and those with birthdays and anniversaries during this month, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died in our parish community, especially Anthony Morena Jr. and Walter Trebrewski, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember today Cindy Donovan and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. 
Lord, hear our prayer. And gathering our prayers together, let us now pray our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now together joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. At this time, we will pray a prayer of spiritual communion for those not able to join us physically, for those joining us through, through the internet. We now again pray a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart I embrace you as if you are already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Just a few announcements this evening. The Parish Finance Council is an advisory body appointed by the pastor to advise and assist in the administrative and temporal affairs of the parish. Each parish by canon law must have a Parish Finance Council and in today's bulletin, you will find the names of the newly appointed members of Mary, Queen of Peace Parish Finance Council. And thank you to everyone who patronized our fish fry this past week. Your support is greatly appreciated. The parish will hold a fish fry every Friday during Lent at Sullivan Hall here in Mount Washington. The fish fries will be takeout only. And always, we do appreciate everyone's cooperation in following the safety measures as you leave the church. Please continue to keep a safe distance when exiting the building and any visiting should be done outside. And please leave your kneelers in the down position for sanitizing purposes. Thank you. Let us stand and pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord for allowing us, while still here on earth, to be partakers, even now, of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
bow down for the blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures forever. And keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son. Transfigure them by your love. Transform them by your mercy so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty Jesus showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Glorify the Lord by your life. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you. Transfigure us, O Lord. Transfigure us, O Lord. Break the chains that bind us. Speak your healing word. And where you lead, we'll follow. Transfigure us, O Lord. Transfigure us, O Lord. Transfigure us, O Lord. Break the chains that bind us, speak your healing word, and where you lead we'll follow, transfigure us, O Lord. Down from heights of glory into the depths below, the love of God self-emptied, the love of God to show. before us the way that we must go. Transfigure us, O Lord, transfigure us, O Lord. Break the chains that bind us.